This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us today on Great News and God's Views, a half-hour weekly broadcast on Free FM 89.0, independent community media. We can be contacted by email at thegreatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Our worship theme today, All Are Precious in God's Sight. The Forgotten We Amos the sheep herder comes to the northern state of Israel with a message, a burden. In fact, his name means burden bearer. The burden is heavy because it's a word from the Lord that the Lord will not forget the evil the people of Israel perpetuate against one another because they no longer honour their God. We read from Amos chapter 8 beginning at verse 4. Hear this, O ye that wallow us up the needy, even to make the poor of the land to fail, saying, When will the new moon be gone that we may sell corn, and the Sabbath that we may set forth wheat, make the ephah small and the shekel great, and falsify the balances by deceit, that we may buy the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of shoes, yea, and sell the refuse of the wheat? The Lord hath sworn by the excellency of Jacob, Surely I will never forget any of thy works. Individuals are responsible for a nation's destiny. Amos addresses specific people. You who trample the needy and do away with the poor. You who have made the economic situation so intolerable that people are sold into slavery for the price of sandals. You who have made the marketplace rampant with corruption. You who use false scales, skimp on the measures of produce and boost the prices. You who even steal the leftover grains that by law are to be left after gleaning for the poor together. You are responsible for God's punitive actions. Amos addresses the you because the you have forgotten the reality of the we. They fail to remember that they were saved and called as a nation a nation in a divine covenant with the Almighty God. God does get involved in history. The religious observances were the signs of their collective covenant identity. The observances of the new moon serve to remind the people that God is a God of order and he is a God who is to be worshipped with gratitude and rejoicing. Trumpets were blown on the new moon festival and special sacrifices were made. No work was done, but special meals and religious observances were prepared and enjoyed. Amos emphasizes the loss of reverence for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was Israel's most distinctive festival. The Sabbath made them who they were. Only Israel had the Sabbath. The Sabbath wound through the rhythm of the seasons and set them apart from other people. It was a seventh day set aside for rest and belonging to God. It defined who they were. They were the people who honoured God. Without Sabbath, their identity as a people was gone. Without Sabbath, they forgot God, 
was a god of the nation, not just of certain individuals. Without Sabbath, they were no longer we. We was all the people and, and God. The you that Amos is addressing had forgotten that, but God had not. The you that Amos is addressing had forgotten that, but God was not going to forget their mutilation of his relationship with them or their mutilation of their relationship with one another. Sadly, we too find ourselves in groups who forget the greater identity of being called to be one with one another and one with God. Jesus taught us to pray to our Father and forgive us our trespasses because we belong to his kingdom. The 1937 Edinburgh Affirmation of Unity is still true. The unity does not consist of the agreement of our minds for the consent of our wills. It's founded in Jesus Christ who himself lived, dies and rose again to bring us to the Father and who through the Holy Spirit dwells in his church. We are one because we are all the objects of the love and grace of God called by him to witness in all the world to his glorious gospel. We still have the message, despite the history of wars and disasters, since that statement was written. Now, more than ever, we must not dismiss the we in our relationship and responsibilities to God and to one another. Our first music today, Alleluia, Sing to Jesus, written in 1866 by William Chatterton Dix, who was born in Bristol, England in 1837. For most of his life, he lived in Glasgow, Scotland, as manager of a maritime insurance company. Of the many hymns he wrote before his death in 1898, 30 or 40 are in common use today. Among his most popular are, As with gladness men of old, To you, O Lord, our hearts we raise, The manger throne, What child is this, And the one we play now, Alleluia, sing to Jesus. Oh, 
probably heard the saying that lightning never strikes twice. This means that highly unlikely events, if they do occur, won't happen again. But it appears that in a certain area of evolutionary biology, lightning has, in fact, struck four times. Birds, some extinct reptiles, insects and bats could or can fly. But the anatomy and physiology of these creatures is substantially different and suited to flight in different ways. Evolutionary scientists who have studied the origin of flight do not claim that an ancient flying creature gave rise to all these creatures. Instead, they propose something even more incredible, that flight has evolved independently four different times. I wonder what the Wright brothers, who were inspired by God's design of flying creatures, would think about the idea that flight originated on four separate occasions without any forethought or planning. To find out more from Creation Ministries International, visit our website, creation.com. You are listening to Great News in God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn and now on Amazon Echo devices using the Free FM 89 Alexa skill. We continue today's program with Rejoice the Lord is King by Charles Wesley. He was born in 1707 and was educated at Christ Church College, Oxford, where he graduated. He took holy orders and immediately proceeded with his brother John Wesley to Georgia, both being employed as missionaries for the Society for the Propagation of the Gospel. He returned to England one year later and for many years was engaged with his brother John in preaching the Gospel. To Giles Wesley has been justly assigned the appellation the Bard of Methodism, his prominence in hymn writing may be judged from the fact that in the Wesleyan hymn book, 623 of the 770 hymns are written by him, and he published more than 30 poetical works. Rejoice the Lord is King.
You are listening to Great News and God's Views on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. Thinking Globally According to the Internet, as of November 2018, there were 7.7 billion people in the population of the world. That's a lot of people. So vast is that number that if you were to count every person on planet Earth one person at a time at the rate of one person a second, you'd complete your counting sometime 192 years later. We can't count that high. We can't even imagine that many people, but it's that's our world. Red and yellow, black and white, and according to God's own word, all are precious in his sight. God thinks global thoughts. God thinks about everyone, and it only makes sense that he does. God created everybody. He loves everybody. God knows the thoughts and intentions of the hearts of all people. God desires fellowship with every person. God wants to dance with all creation to the joyful songs of his eternal kingdom. God wants you in his kingdom. He wants me. He wants us all. We read from 1 Timothy 2, beginning at verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. God is pleased when we pray for others. Paul affirms the importance of prayer and the need for prayer on the behalf of all the people. As he says in verse 1, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men. Paul offers a call to be inclusive in the scope of our prayers. We need to pray for all people because God desires that all people become a part of his eternal kingdom. Most of us are good at about praying for people we love, people we know, people with whom we work. But our prayers must go beyond our comfort zone to include all others because God is thinking global thoughts. Alan Payton in his novel Cry the Beloved Country describes the pain and inner turmoil of a black priest called Kumalu. Kumalu's son who has moved away to Johannesburg is convicted of murdering a white man who happens to be the son of Kumalu's neighbour. The last scene of the book describes Kamalo during the early morning hours on the day that his son is to be executed. He has taken some tea and maize cakes and has climbed to the top of a familiar mountain where he spends these restless moments in prayer. As the dawn approaches, he prays with even greater fervour, not for the release of his son, but for his forgiveness. And then in that poignant moment he prays for others, the family of the slain white man, the judgment verdict, the people of Johannesburg, some who had led his son to ruin, and others who had befriended and helped Kamalo in his search for his son. It's a soul-searching, gut-wrenching prayer. It's an inclusive prayer. Inclusive prayers are often not always easy, but they are what God desires. 
God is pleased when people come to faith. To be saved is to be rescued. God desires to rescue us from the destiny that is ours as a result of our sin. Our sins pull us in the wrong direction. They lead us away from God. They erect a barrier that divides us from God. And yet God desires that we be rescued, saved, and brought into the fellowship of the kingdom of God. He sent his son Jesus Christ as a safety net to bring us to himself. God desires that those who stand on the outside be brought to the inside. Did you hear the bizarre story about an unusual 111 rescue? It seems a woman who suffered from deep sleep apnea trained her dog to use the phone in the event of an emergency. Last week, during the night, her oxygen supply malfunctioned and an alarm went off. The dog heard the alarm and began to bark. Unable to awaken his owner, the dog then went to the phone and knocked the receiver off the hook and began to press the phone button with his paw. The woman had programmed all her speed dial buttons to dial 111 and had trained the dog to hit any key. Amazingly enough, the dog hit a key, it dialed 111, and some help was on the way. Now that's a dog on rescue. What joy and comfort there is in knowing that our God goes to extremes to rescue us. He offers life of his Son in exchange for our freedom. God desires to save us. All we have to do is to respond in faith. As it says in Acts 2.21, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. What does God expect of us in his global desire to save all? He expects three things, our prayers, our witness, and our willingness. God expects at any time, in any place, in front of anyone, to be used in his work. We must be ready, willing, and able to serve. God needs your willingness this day and every day. We continue in God's views with, This is my Father's World, written by Maltby Davenport Babcock, a pastor from New York, and the music by Franklin L. Shepard was written in 1915. This is my Father's World.
we continue with Love Divine, All Loves Excelling by Charles Wesley. This has the theme of Christian perfection, and judging by general repute, it's among Wesley's finest. It has found its way into Methodist and Anglican hymn books and commercial collections, but also hymnals associated with Reformed, Presbyterian, Baptist, Brethren, Lutheran, Congregationalist, Pentecostal and Roman Catholic traditions. Love divine, all love's excelling. This is Peter and Tricia thanking you for joining us for Great News and God's Views today on Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media. We invite you to listen in every Sunday for a presentation of historic Bible-based Christianity highlighting preaching of the Word, classic song hymns and spiritual songs. 
We use only the King James Bible, the authorised version. 89.0 is live streamed from freefm.org.nz or TuneIn and now on Amazon Echo devices using the FreeFM 89 Alexa skill. We would love to hear your comments on this show. We can be contacted by email at greatnews376 at gmail.com. That is greatnews376 at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.